This is Kingdom Leadership Equipping live with Sean Smith. And uh, we're also on KLE Podcast. Welcome. And uh, this morning, I'm going to do something a little bit more spiritual. Everything is spiritual <laughs> in uh, when it comes to kingdom. But uh, today, I want to uh, share with you um, a little bit more about... Um, the main objective for for as a believer, what is your what is the believer's goal? So let's make that yeah, like that. The believer's goal. That's the title right at the top, and um, and then we can get into it. All right. So um, I hope you've got your Bibles. This is a time of sharing. This is where you get equipped into um, getting. Getting a new perspective, a new mindset, equipping you for with leadership principles for living and leading. This is Kingdom Leadership Equipping. And uh, foundationally to Kingdom Leadership, obviously, is the Word of God. Spirituality doesn't begin outside of the Word. We need to understand the word. The word grounds us. The word establishes us, gives us a foundation. The word is the parameter that we work in. Every visit with the word is a visit with Jesus, with God himself. And we need to understand that if if, if you as a leader or as, as anybody, if you're moving outside of the word of God, you know, then you've got to question yourself straight away because... The thing that you need to do is be grounded in the Word of God. And that's why we need teaching. We need teaching to bring us into, into being grounded in the things that matter, be, making the foundation the Word of God. You remember Jesus spoke about, he said, the guy that builds his house on the, uh, the rock, you know, when the floods come and the storm comes, it stands firm. And he said, uh, that is what it's like. You've got to build your 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 house on the rock, on the word of God, not on on anything else, not on experiences, not on your church denomination, not on your church uh, constitution, but upon on the word of God. And so, let's talk about the believer's goal today. What is the main thing of the main thing? What is this all about? Where does this journey lead? And why is it important? Well, Ecclesiastes 10.16, you can see here, Ecclesiastes 10.16 says that in the Amplified Bible, it says, Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child. Um, and when your, when your incompetent officials and princes feast in the morning. So, woe to your land when your king is a child. The, the land suffers when... When the leader is a child, because they don't know when to feast, um, they they feast when they should be doing business. In other words, they can't, they cannot discern, they cannot distinguish, they cannot uh, place themselves in the right place at the right time. And so, woe to the land, or cursed is the land when your king is a child. Hebrews chapter six in the Amplified verse six says, "Therefore, let us." Get past the elementary stage in the teachings about the Christ, advancing onto maturity. You see that word maturity there? And perfection and spiritual completeness. 
So we've got to advance to maturity, perfection, and spiritual completeness. That is the goal of believers, is to come to maturity. We've got to get past the elementary stages in the teachings of Christ. We've got to move beyond that. We've got to, we've got to begin to establish ourselves on a journey to maturity and, and to, to perfection, the Bible says. So we need to move ourselves forward into spiritual completeness. Now, that doesn't mean perfection as in never doing anything wrong, as in never making mistake. You know, we, we're not there yet. The thing about it is, is that in character and spiritual maturity is that you are in a place of completeness, that you're in a place of maturity. And we're going to look at what does that actually mean. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says this, growing spiritually to become a mature leader, a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So that we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. Paul is writing here to, to the church and he, and he says to them, listen, we, you've got to grow up spiritually to become mature believers. You've got to reach the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising your spiritual gifts in unity. I think one of the problems that we have is that we don't have a culture of maturity within the context of us, the church. We're still thinking we go to church. We're still thinking that a meeting is what we need. We don't see the, the essentiality of us growing up into the place where we are manifesting Christ as the full measure of what we need. He is the measure of what we need to be. And so we need to come into the full measure of Christ, manifesting His spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So when when there's this place that it's not about you and me, except we are growing into that place where we can manifest Him, and then our our gifts come into unity. We we're not in that place yet. We still deem some people more special than other people. We still deem uh, you know some events more more spiritual than other events more necessary than other events you know uh, a guy comes to town and he's got his white suit white bible white shoes you know loud noise big big speakers and suddenly we've got to run to that because that is more spiritual than anything and this is uh, this is not right. You know, this is still thinking that we're looking for the experience. We hop from meeting to meeting, from certain, you know, certain special people to other special people, thinking that they hold the key, the, the silver bullet, the, the key to our, you know, to meeting our needs, to having us arrive at some kind of level of spirituality because they are so spiritual. But the fact of the matter is, is that we need to grow up into becoming mature believers. We need to stop looking at some kind of hero um, in, in, in the church realm 
And we need to grow up because that's what the kingdom of God is about. That's what Jesus was focused on. He kept building on the 12 specifically because he wanted to leave an investment in them, assign them the kingdom to for them to carry it out and and uh, keep procreating or keep producing effectively the kingdom of God and maturity um, right throughout the world. It had to it had to keep moving forward. And the problem is is that today we don't we don't do that. You know, leaders want to stay spiritual and they special and they're the only ones. And listen, I did this because you know I really felt like if I wasn't the most spiritual one with all the answers, then I wasn't valuable. <laughs> I mean, as sad and as immature as that sounds, but that's exactly what I thought. I thought, you know, if if everybody's not coming not coming to me for prayer and not coming to me for answers, then then I'm not significant. Then then my 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 job is in jeopardy. But but you know in the kingdom of God, we don't hold jobs. We we bring significance. We bring transformation. We bring impact. We fulfill a task or a mission or an assignment with the gifting and the purpose and the ability that God places within us. We all have our place. And one is not more important than the other one. There's no special, special person in the kingdom of God. And Jesus made it clear. He's, he said, you know, when they came to him about uh, John the Baptist, and he said, you know, up until now, you know, everybody, you, you know, there's there's been the prophets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then comes John the Baptist. He said, but right now is that you're more important or more special than John the Baptist was. You know, is that is that we need to understand, and that's what he was trying to convey to us is that. Everybody in the kingdom is important. And specifically because you are the ones that have the Spirit of God living inside of you. You are temples of the Holy Ghost. You have the gifting, the ability of God. You don't have to try and find it somewhere else. You don't have to try and reach out, attain it, go to some special meeting to get some special anointing. You have the anointing within you. That's what the Bible says. And you need no man to teach you. In other words, you don't need anybody to be holding your hand for your growth. You need to be equipped. That's what the gifts are for. But you don't need some special meeting, some special person to make you, you know, special in the kingdom. You are significant in the kingdom of God. Our problem is, is that we haven't matured. And so he says, because when we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine. That's what happens when, when you're spiritually immature. You're just roaming around looking for answers, looking for solutions. And I was there. I was there as a leader. I know what it's like. And, and you know, people can say, well, that's not me. But yes, it is. That's exactly what's happening. We're looking for, we become franchise churches. We we do what everybody else does. We 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 model ourselves after everybody else's model. We run from me meeting to meeting, from conference to conference to see if I, you know, if I can just get that something that makes me unique, that something that makes me successful, that something that I can get from somebody else or do it like somebody else that makes me better than I am right now or makes me better than than the rest of my peers in my city, you know, is I've got to have a bit more knowledge. I've got to have a deeper revelation. I've got to have a 
better gift. I've got to be more anointed. You know, this stuff is wrong. This is just so dysfunctional. It's not kingdom. It's not the kingdom of God. And we need to understand that we need to grow up in these things and not just as lead as as you know spiritual leaders, as pastors, evangelists, pastors, apostles, prophets, and teachers. I'm talking about as believers, we need to mature. And that's you can see what I said over here is that if you if you look at from that scripture there, it says uh, mature believers are those reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So the important thing is, is that we are manifesting. This is maturity is manifesting his spiritual completeness, not not our pastor, not our, our prophet, not, you know, is that we are manifesting. This is what we've got to grow up into, mature into. This is maturity. Uh, anything else, you know, is a copy, is, is just trying to imitate somebody else. We need to grow up into manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. What that means is that is that there's no better gift than other gifts, that everybody has a synergy, if you may, if you want to use a real business word to it, is that, you know, there's no inferior and there's no superior. Everybody's gift is necessary in the body of Christ, and we have equal respect for them, whether they are the toe, whether they're the ear, whether they're the eye, whether they're the hand, the finger, the leg, it doesn't matter that everybody's gift is important and is valued, is respected, and is applied and implemented and manifested and is there to build up others. That's the important thing. Because look at verse 15. He says, but speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing his truth, not somebody's opinion, let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head Christ. We need to grow up and mature in all up in all things into him. Doesn't matter what we're doing, where we are, how we're manifesting ourselves. Um, it doesn't matter who we connected with. We need to grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head Christ. Christ is the head. Christ is the head. No man is the head. Christ is the head. You understand? And so that's maturity. When you become to realize that I follow his example, that he's the measure, that he's the fullness that I need to be manifesting, that my completeness and my spiritual gifts is to manifest him in his fullness, grow up, growing up in all things into him. That's maturity. When we come to realize that that man is just God uses men as gifts to equip me, but I've got to grow up into Christ, manifesting Christ, manifesting his complete fullness. That is the important thing. That's maturity. You understand? And so maturity is equal to following his example. See there? Following his example. So from him, the whole body, verse 16, listen to this, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. So from him, from the head, the whole body, the church, that's you and me, the church, it's not the building, it's not our little 
thing that we've got going on at the corner of the of the of society there it's at the whole body the church in all its various parts every single part of the body that's every single one of us joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies who puts everything together what we bring what we bring we cause the body we cause the family of god we cause all the things to come together joined and knitted firmly together because we're bringing that part that part what that that growing up in all things into him we bring in that part where we exercising our spiritual gifts in unity where we are manifesting spiritual completeness when we bring all those parts, when we supply that to the body, then each and we, and each part is working properly. That's the thing is like you can't have just some special people doing special things. And, you know, that's now what the church is about. Now, that's where, you know, when I challenge the whole concept of, of um, uh, revival, you know, people get offended at me and get mad at me because they're praying for revival. But really, I, I challenge the concept of revival because I'm asking, first off, that it doesn't appear, the word revival doesn't appear in the New Testament at all. In fact, it appears very, very rarely in the Bible at all. In Psalm 119, it says, your word revives me. In other words, it stirs me up again. It inspires me again. It brings me back to life. And that's the word of God. But we're looking for, you know, some special person with some special gifts or, or a special team to come in and do something extraordinary special. And we have big meetings and lots of people come and fall down in front and get saved and cry and have an experience with God. And, 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 and everything's going to change. But we're going to keep doing what we've always done and hope to get differences. I'm telling you that that the Bible doesn't teach that. That's not New Testament. That's not what the Spirit of God does from for the book of Acts or the 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 um the the way of the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts hasn't ended. It just keeps going. So the book of Acts is still happening today. We've got to be writing the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the Acts of the Kingdom of God today. And and uh, but we wanting some special thing to happen with some special people. You are the special that God wants to use. But you and I have to grow up. We have to mature so that we are supplying as joints. We have to supply what is necessary. We have to uh, work properly, and then we've got to cause the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. So. When we bring what we're bringing, as we manifesting His fullness, His measure, having unity in, in the spiritual gifts, now suddenly the whole body begins to grow and mature, and it begins to build itself up. You see that? It's not special people that build the body up. It's the body builds itself up. But we have this culture within the church that says it has to be a celebrity person in front that does the job. It doesn't happen. The culture is immaturity constantly. We stay immature. We never grow up because we never manifest his fullness, his completeness. We never mature. So we never bring maturity. We never bring building up. The word building up there, building itself up is oikodomeo means to, to, to um, equi not equip, but to, to, 
bring it together, to build it up, to charge it up. It's like building up a community. We contribute to this family, and that's what builds it up. But it has to build itself up in unselfish love. That is maturity, is bringing with love. And love, you see, love is unselfish. Love doesn't measure itself as an as a, some celebrity. Love is giving. Love is generous. That, that's why Jesus said you must be perfect like your father is perfect. Generous in giving, not withholding, even those that hate you, even those that curse you, you, you even those that are your enemies. You, you build them up. You are generous. You give to them. You lay down your life for them. You sacrifice for them. You are there for a bigger picture. And the bigger picture is not you. The bigger picture is the building of the up of the body of Christ. That's what it's about. So maturity equals, here you can see maturity equals you supply, you work properly, you cause the body to grow up and mature, and you build in love. That's the only law that we have right now. The only condition that we have is love. We've got to walk in love. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 says this in the Amplified. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and when I became a man, I did away with childish things. So, immaturity, so you, you ask, well, how do I mature? You, a maturity, you see, we can have revival and everybody stays mature. I, you know, Michelle and I, we had meetings um, in Cape Town, and we had the outpouring of the Spirit of God, and and God was touching people's lives, and it was wonderful. We enjoyed the the flow of the Spirit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was it was great to have, and and uh, you know, people came from all over the place, from all over the country, to come to our meetings, and that was it was wonderful, you know, to have all these meetings. But the thing about it is, it didn't mature anybody. And the, and I began to sit down, and as I looked at all of this, and and, uh, and God began to speak to my heart and say. You need to change the focus here. You see, even God, you know, was ministering to me and said, I want you to teach the people to mature. And so we began, we shifted, everything began to shift into discipleship, into mentoring and growing people up in their values, in their belief system, in their point of view, in their, in their, um, in their uh, purpose and and of course in in their um, thinking <laughs> you know that's what discipleship does discipleship changes your whole view on the world and but we don't touch those things people go to meetings you know fall down get prayed for for the sick you know um want to hear a nice message that helps them to solve a problem or whatever in their life but then they want to go home and just live their life the way they lived it every other day. But we are the front line. We are the church. We bring the kingdom of God and establish the kingdom of God in our culture, in society. So we've got to bring and got to grow up so that we bring that. But what we do is we, you know, I had people calling me to come and lead people to the Lord in their home. I had people calling me to say, come and pray for this. I said, why don't you pray? No, no, no. You're the anointed one. I said, well, that's a nice, it, it's nice to hear that, you know, it's like, I'm special. But, you know, that just didn't help anybody grow up if I'm doing all the work spiritually. I wasn't equipping anybody. <laughs> I was keeping everybody immature. And that's really what, what happened. So 
when you're immature, you talk like you talk immature, you think immature, you reason immature. That's what, what the Bible says. But when you grow up, you do away with childish things. The, how do we grow up? We've got to begin to change our thinking. We've got to grow up in our thinking. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Have a look here. In the Amplified Version, he says, Brothers and sisters, do, do not be children immature childlike in your thinking. Be infants in matters of e evil, completely innocent and inexperienced, but in your minds, in your thinking, in your thinking processes. How you think, be mature adults, be grown up. The new Inter NIV says, brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children in regard to evil. Be infants or babies, but in your thinking, be adults. We've got to grow up in how we think. That's why Kingdom Leadership Equipping KLE podcast is all about challenging mindsets, changing a mindset, changing a perspective, changing how you think about leadership, how you think about your your Christian walk, how, you know, being a son of God. There's a lot of things I want to challenge in our thinking because what it does is it keeps us immature. The culture of that keeps us immature. And, and then um, in Hebrews chapter 5, 9 to 14, he says, And having been made perfect, uniquely equipped and prepared as Savior and retaining his integrity amid opposition, Jesus became the source of eternal salvation and eternal inheritance to all those who obey him. Verse 10, being designated by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Concerning this, now, talking about Jesus' ministry that he has now. <laughs> so what he went through, why he went through it, and where he is now, what he's doing now as ministry, he says, concerning this, we have much to say, but it's hard to explain since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing, and um, this inclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning, and you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced, and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is morally obviously evil. So what he's saying is you guys, you can't, I can't tell you actually, I can't explain in depth to you the high priesthood ministry of Jesus Christ in the order of Melchizedek. What does that mean? Most people haven't a clue what that means. And he says, because you don't understand it. You're still immature. And so you don't get it. Look here. I, I broke it down. Immaturity is a number of things. It's dull, being dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing. That's immaturity, dull and sluggish. In other words, you're not sensitive. You uh, you don't hear quickly. You're not listening um, in your in your spiritual hearing. You're not in your heart. You're not inclined. He says you're disinclined to listen. You're not inclined to listen. You're dull in hearing. You're not paying attention. You become hard-hearted. It's it's spiritual immaturity. You know, 
you've got to train children to listen to your voice. I remember one day uh, um, I was walking across the road with Jonathan and Wesley. They were just little boys. And I always taught them is that you got to listen to my voice. And sometimes it came with corrections and discipline so that they will listen to my voice. And as we were crossing the road, it was a 90 degree bend. And as we were crossing the road, a car came flying around the corner. I mean, so fast. If he had hit us, um, especially the little boys, I don't know what would have happened to them. And I, as I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I said, stop. And both boys stopped dead in their tracks and the car flew right in front of us, past us. I mean, who knows what would have happened if they hadn't listened to me, but I trained them to listen. And so they were, were immediately obedient, paid attention, and were sensitive to my voice. And I told them afterwards when we crossed the road, I said, you see, if you hadn't listened, if you'd thought of a better idea and run ahead, gone ahead anyway, you could have been dead today. You, we could have had, we might have had to visit you in hospital or, you know, in, in the morgue. And so um, th that was a very clear indication to them that they needed to pay attention and listen to me. So we, we need to be focused on what is maturity. We need to be inclined as to listening, paying attention. Also, immaturity is you cannot teach yet. You cannot instruct or model or impart. In other words, you're in no place to make disciples because you're more focused on yourself. You can't, you, you can't come with excellence. You can't come with maturity. You can't come with a mature character and actually instruct, model, and impart to others a, a, a proper thinking process or a proper worldview because you have a wrong one in your, within yourself. He goes on to say, you need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word. Recording. <laughs> All right. So, so an immature person is not grounded in the very basics of God's word. And, and so they cannot teach others. They, they're not, they need someone to teach them again. Um, all over again and go, go on and on and on and on. And boy, I did this as a pastor. I, I constantly had programs going to teach people, to teach people. I called it equipping, but it wasn't. It was actually going over the elementary stuff over and over again. And people never grew up, never learned to hear God for themselves and to move and go into stuff. I would say, no, 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 before you can do that, you've got to come and you've got to attend this and you've got to attend that. And oh boy, uh, I mean, pfft. What, what a waste of time, you know, really. Anyway, so immature people continually need milk, not solid food. They can't grow up on the, on the, on the meatier things of God. They can't grow. They can't begin to um, find what God is saying for themselves. They can't get into the word of God and, and discern what God is saying for themselves. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, man, to you it's given. In fact, um, here, look here in, in uh, well, we get to that. No, don't worry, we'll get to that. So they still need milk. They need the little elementary baby stuff. He says also that they're doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness. They don't understand their standing before God. They still think 
they don't understand God. They don't know God. They don't know, know God's word. They don't know the principles of God's word. They don't know how their sonship works. They don't understand these things. And so they are still immature. And then you're, he goes on to say a spiritual infant, just a baby, just a baby. And you can think about all the characteristics of a baby. The senses are not trained, understanding the difference between what is truly excellent and truly harmful. They, don't, they haven't had their spiritual senses trained. They haven't trained through experience. And so they don't understand the difference between what is really excellent and what is really harmful or what is good and what is evil. They, they, they cannot discern. They cross the lines. Um, they cannot read. They cannot perceive. They cannot distinguish. They cannot discern what is good and what is bad. And so, but maturity, so let's swap the maturity around. If we go to the, the other side of, then maturity will be, they sharpen alert in their spiritual hearings. They're poised and inclined to listen. They are able to teach, they model, instruct, reflect, represent him who is the head. That's what we've spoken about. They consume solid food. Mark chapter 4.11, Jesus said, this is what I was I referred to. The mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you who have teachable hearts, but those who are outside, the unbelievers, the spiritually blind, get everything in parables. And so they don't, you know, immature don't understand spirituals. They don't understand spiritual things. Um, everything is related to physical, how I feel. They, they, they relate everything to the experiences. One guy said to me, um, you know, I prayed 20 times and I didn't get healed. So I, I, I know God doesn't want to heal me. And I said, that's totally contrary to the principles of God's word, to the principles of God's integrity. And so what you've done is you've based everything upon the, the, the principle of your experience. This is immaturity. You've got to grow up into in the things and not be uh, spiritually blind. You've, you've got to become understanding what the kingdom of God is about. And most, most people don't even know what the kingdom of God is, let, let alone how to live in it. Maturity is also uh, um, experienced, not inexperienced. I've obviously just copied that, and I shouldn't have done that. But experienced and skilled, not unskilled, skilled in the word of righteousness. So they, they have established themselves in the word of God. They can live the word, apply the word. They know what the word of God is. You know, when 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 my son was diagnosed with cancer last year, it was like 40, 40 years of training and 40 years of spending time in the word of God for Michelle and I is what kicked in right there. Even though our hearts were, were hurting and our minds were shouting crazy, crazy, crazy. And we, we, we were really struggling um, with our son struggling, obviously, and fighting for his life. The thing about it is, is that everything in us kicked in that we had for the hours of in the word of God, studying the word, listening to teaching, faith teaching, teaching on, on our boldness, our confidence in faith. And so suddenly all of that kicked in. We began to apply it straight away. 
So even though our flesh was struggling, our spirit man knew the word of God, stood upon the word of God, and we began to declare with tears in our eyes at times, but we declare by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And he picked up on that and 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 so could find strength and his faith rose up and and even though at times he felt like sick and he couldn't face and he was weak and whatever else, but he could stand on the word of God. He said to me at one point, he said, Dad, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, I don't accept their report. Until the doctor's report lines up with the with the word of with God's report, um, that's when I get excited about what the doctors say. And isn't that exciting? That was that was so powerful. That was so mature in in his faith. And so, but many people don't are not exercising that. They fall apart when something goes wrong. When when somebody gets uh, sick, when somebody gets hurt, when when they go through a difficulty, they, their whole life just falls apart, and they're not able to stand in faith, seeing God as the solution to their problem. They don't understand the word of righteousness, and the word of righteousness means that we have a standing before God. And and what does that mean? So maturity also is to be mature in spirit and in character. So how you behave, how you think. And then maturity is uh, having our senses are trained by experience. So you, you don't hold back. You're not passive. You don't sit in a pew and hope somebody else gets it right for you. You're not looking for a quick solution from a Band-Aid run to the front. Somebody, you know, prays a quick prayer and everything is going to be fine tomorrow. It doesn't always work like that. When you get to a place of maturity, Jesus expects you to exercise your faith. And, and for you to stand on your own, to grow up, <laughs> you cannot stay for the next 30, 40, 50 years a baby and hoping somebody else gets you through. It's time to grow up. It's time to exercise your faith. If you know anything about the word of God, it's time for you to begin to exercise your senses and begin to um, step out and believe God for yourself. And not just in your faith realm, but in every realm. You know, when, when God reveals something about somebody, go and encourage them. Go and pray for them. Go and 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 to spend time with people. Forget about you and start spending time and investing time in other people. And that maturity is you can discriminate between good and evil. You know when it's right. You know when it's wrong. You know when it's life. You know when it's death. You know when it's, it's good and when it's bad and when it's excellent and when it's harmful. You can discern. You don't just step into everything. You know, some things can look good but actually be harmful. Some things can, can be good, but not great. Some things can be, can be good for others, but not great for your destiny, for your purpose, for what God's called you to do. And so you've got to be able to discern what's good and what's great, what's, what's excellent and what is harmful to you and to your journey. You know, my, my kids sometimes said, um, you know, what well, all the Christian kids are doing and everybody in the church is doing. And I said, well, you're not everybody. You've got to decide, are you going to follow the herd? Are you going to be like a sheep, you know, just following, you know, religious people love being sheep because they don't have to do anything. They can just float around, you know, eat grass and wander around. And if somebody actually begins to lead, then they get upset with them and say, oh, we don't want to leave this place, please. We like the grass here. I mean, the grass is drying up. It's withering up. It's, you know, there's famine coming, but no, no problem. We want to stay here. God wants us to grow up and become lions. You know, we've got to begin to rise up. That's why it's called kingdom leadership equipping, not kingdom believer equipping. It's leadership equipping because you are the leader. You've got to begin to stand up and begin to lead you. You've got to begin to take 
the, your maturity as a goal and begin to set the goal and begin to strive for that, begin to move towards that. I'm not talking about in works, but I'm talking about you need to have begin to grow up in your mindset and start growing into maturity where you can begin to discriminate and what is good and what is right and wrong. You know, you can't blame everybody else all the time and say, well, they all did it, so I did it. Been there, done that, burnt the T-shirt. Hopefully I moved on from that. Matthew 28, Jesus, of course, said, all authority is given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. Um, verse 20, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. So that's what it's about, is that we've got to grow up in maturity so that we can teach others to observe everything that he's commanded. That we can bring the principles of the kingdom of God to others we're waiting for some super evangelist to come into town, the prophet to come into town. But you're it, baby. You're the one that God has called, that God has set where you are. God has put you where you are. You are the one. But we think program. We think our church mentality. We think, you know, I've got to be a missionary to Africa. You are on a mission. You're on his mission. His mission is to make disciples. But you don't see it because in your mind, in your mindset, you're not grown up yet to see it. And so you need to stick around on, on, uh, in the, in the kingdom leadership equipping group, you need to stick around on KLE and, uh, and find out how to do this right, how to get the right mindset. Listen, religion always keeps you immature. Religion is more focused on arguing their point of view than they are on what is in the word of God. Religion is focused on experiences for their physical senses. Religion thinks that experiences is more mature than the word of God. Religion thinks that if I just have a nice emotional experience, if I have some super spiritual, then I'm really growing, you know, some, some kind of experience, you know, it, it's not true. Maturity is when you're able to contribute to the body of Christ, the word of God, and a new mindset. When you're able to bring transformation to people's lives because of your life. Not because you can preach, not because you can teach, not because you, you can stand in a pulpit and you're some super holy anointed and you've got super revelations nobody else has got. This is wah-wah stuff. You know, please, let's get down to earth and say maturity is when you have the right mindset. You've experienced transformation and you can bring transformation to others. Lastly, maturity is one who reaches a goal, stressing the realization of an end in view. The state achieved when a goal has been accomplished. That's why I call it the believer's goal. You're perfect, complete, fully developed, lacking, lacking any efficiencies or shortcomings or deficiencies and having measured up to a certain standard. You mature, adult, full grown, in mind and understanding. That's from the Greek. The word is teleos, uh, teleotis, and it means to be mature, adult, full grown, in mind and understanding. So we've got to grow up into that place where we are mature, adult, full grown, in mind and understanding. The immature are looking for experiences. The immature are looking for, you know, running to the front and having lots of tears. And I'm telling you, the immature like to see it as well. Woe to the land if your, if your leader is a child. Because that's what they, the culture that they develop, the culture that they produce is everybody constantly having some kind of experience. The fact of the matter is the only experience 
you need to be having is growing up in your mindset, growing up in your perspective. <laughs> and we can cover that at another time. Maybe next week we'll talk some more about that. All right. So thank you for being with me. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that everybody under the sound of my voice begins to experience a transformation based upon your word. Lord, help them to see clearly like the, like you taught your disciples is for them to see things so that they can grow up the mysteries, the keys of the kingdom and, and grow up and not be like those that are dull of hearing and disinclined to listen. So busy, busy, busy with other things that they are not inclined to be listening to what you're saying and where you're leading and how you're leading them in their path of growth and maturity. And so I pray, Lord, for, for, for a, a generation to arise that will begin to implement and mature to the place that they can begin to contribute and bring growth to the body of Christ in the full measure and the fullness of Christ, of who you are, Jesus, in everything that we do. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you being with me today. And I pray uh, that you will just grow from strength to strength, from grace to grace, from, from authority to greater levels of authority so that you begin to transform um, the world around you. You make an impact and inspire um, those to also lead a, a mature life in Christ Jesus. So from Sean, and this is KLE and Kingdom Leadership Equipping over and out. <laughs>